Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Hi. Hi. <clears throat> wow, it's been a while since I said this. <clears throat> You're listening to Matt and my mom. This is the Matt and Beth show. Bye, everybody. What month is it? I don't even know anymore. We haven't been uh, doing the podcast for a long time. Christmas came along, we took a break. New Year's came along, we took a break. Then the snow came along. If you're in Lincoln, snow Nebraska, Mageddon. I guess anywhere in the Midwest, but Nebraska, I haven't seen it uh, stuck to the ground this long where your streets are like ice skating rinks where there's no pavement. Solid I, sheets of ice solid. On, in all the neighborhoods. Like I, last night I was like, is that, can I see a street there? Is there like gray street poking through? You're like, oh no, it's just like, a different shade of ice. It's a mirage from a distance. You think you see cement? It. It is. So we, we got so much snow. So we planned on taking a little break for the holidays, yeah. but now it feels like we're just like six months later getting back into the swing of things and there's still 11 feet of snow outside. And we're here, we're back, and it's snowing in August. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just but welcome back and glad you're here. The snow has caused uh, minimal problems to our family. Here's something that I was thinking about and I give all the, the glory to God is how many times we got into one of those Oh, great. We're out of control. Your body becomes very calm for some reason. Do you ever get that? If your car like slides a little and you're just like, it's all going to be okay. And that's usually when I start praying and then the car will readjust back into spot. It's happened like three times. I'm telling you, Carrie's been in the car all three times and it just feels like God's watching us. And I make sure to get the love afterwards instead of pushing it aside and just be like, yay, we're fine and move on. Mm -hmm. But we've had like near spin out conditions that we just got, whoop. Back into the road, straight and going fine. Well, yes. What I I mean, I'm baffled right now about the peace coming first <laughs> because that's when I go, and every muscle in my body yeah. tenses or whatever. It happened to me yesterday. I was going up a hill and I was at a stoplight and I couldn't get the car at first to go out. Like it's on a sheet of ice and going like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. I had two kids in the car with me, my two youngest. They ain't going to be any help pushing this car <laughs> off the ice. So I just, I just started praying yeah. and like, Within a couple seconds of me starting to pray, I, my car straightened out. And I was, by the time I reached the car in front of me, because uh, I was probably three car lengths behind him at this point, it's yeah. rolling back down the hill. Oh. By the time I reached him, the light turned green so that he could go and I didn't have to stop oh, for a second sweet. time yes. on that hill. And I just was like, girls, we just prayed for that. That just like, it Did just you really? happened. Did you point that out to yes. him? Yes. Yeah, oh, cool. yeah. Anyway, it's yeah. a lot of snow. They say we are not in a drought. For like the first time in five years or huh. something, because we ha- we're sitting on some- somewhere between eighteen and twenty four inches of snow wow, this winter. It's insane. It's crazy. If you look outside, you know, yeah, it's just they- there's nowhere else to put it. You get to the point where you're like, I'm shoveling, but I, I don't have anywhere else to put it. Right. Like the piles cannot get any bigger. You know, one thing driving down main streets that I saw, like going down O Street, well, the plows had come along and pushed all the snow. Where does all that snow go? It goes into the opening of neighborhood streets. Yeah. It's pushed to the side. So when I was going down O Street on, I think it was Friday, we ended up closing early at work because we realized how bad bad. it was. Wind was blowing, couldn't see in front of you, maybe one stoplight, but then the next one you couldn't see anything. But cars, so weird. It's like the end. But cars are pulled like into neighborhood drives, but stuck on these piles of snow. And it would be like every street. It would just be another car. Yeah. We went to Omaha on Sunday night to a concert and we're driving and we couldn't stay in the right lane because you kept passing cars that were stuck in the side of the road. This is like two days later this after is, yeah, the, so it the looks big like, storm. Mm-hmm. And so there'd be one that had like a 
total messed up front end that obviously an accident, one that was spun the wrong way, one that was stuck in a ditch. And every mile or so, you just come across one of these. It's scary, but hopefully getting better. It's still going to be really, really cold, depending on when you're listening to this. If it is August, hey, made it to hey, summer. High welcome. fives. <laughs> but this is episode 38. We're going to be talking about a lot of, uh, I don't know, just see what we get into. Catching up on all the things we've been thinking about while we're sitting at home stuck because of the snow. Let's do this. Episode 38. The Matt and Beth Show. The Matt and Beth Show. Okay, so here's what I was thinking about. You ready? What? This isn't the deep, heavy, heavy, heavy one. Okay. But I was thinking, number ease one. Ease into it. Ease into I'm it. I'm going to ease into it. <laughs> number one, I was like, I couldn't tell you the Ten Commandments. Why don't I start there? Interesting. So okay. I started going through the things that I was like, wait a minute, I don't know that. Why don't I start there? So I just started kind of going through things that I had questions about, really just focusing in until I got distracted and then moved on to a rabbit okay. hole somewhere else in uh-huh. this. On Instagram, then, so the Bible app. But uh, <laughs> oh, Instagram! I thought you like we're Instagramming the Ten Commandments. I or should something. have. There's a reel out there, I'm sure. Uh, guaranteed. They. Uh, so I go through and I re- I was looking through them all, and uh, I asked Eden, "What do you, what does it mean to you to honor your parents, honor your mother and father?" And I want to I want an answer from her. Yeah. So I started thinking about that. Number one would be a good one to talk about. We could talk about what that looks like, what that can mean in our day-to-day life, because it's kind of a honoring your mother and father. But what right. does honoring what mean? What is honor? Yeah. That'd be good. So that. let's get into that a little bit, because I think that I think that now is a good time, especially after the holidays. We talk about gratitude and things like that. And like, so Eden had said something to Carrie about like food for, she was like, I'm trying to pack my lunch and I don't have anything in here and said something like that. And I was like, I know we all react when we're like this. Yeah. But when you speak to your mom, I want you to think about that first. I want that yes. to be like a conscious, I'm about to talk to my mother. How am I about to sound? Yeah. Versus mom went shopping, got all these things for you, didn't get you one thing that you wanted. Right. Look in the fridge. She just went and spent a bunch of money and did all these things. There's Stop. Food. Honor that. Honor what your mother does. But beyond that, like foundationally, what does that look like? Because- if I can take that foundationally into every situation to honor my parents, then I don't have to sit and question it. I already know what that means. Yeah. Here's another one. So that I have honoring parents. Uh, ten, t- commandments. ten commandments. So here's here's the question. Because there's places that have never, ever, 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 ever heard of Jesus. Right. There's places, but they- those, Can I pause you? Yeah. Pause right there really yeah. quick. Places that have never heard of Jesus. Yeah. I just heard of a country in in Europe. Yeah. A European country, Luxembourg, they have their own language, yeah. but most people speak French or English, or no, French or German, maybe. French or German. But they have a language, Luxembourgish. It does not have the Bible translated into their language. Really? And I'm not talking about in the jungles of south america or in the you know tiny little villages mountain villages that people don't know about remote places like this is right in the heart of europe and they do not have the bible in their language why well i don't know somebody but somebody's translating it right now it took them like 15 years to translate the new testament and it'll take 10 more to translate the old testament or something 25 years but so like most people will you know they read german or french or whatever but like your native language 
you you need to have the Bible in the language you understand that the easiest. So let's know? go to Luxembourg then. So this makes a little bit more sense than where I was going to go. Cause I was okay. going to go to a small village somewhere. That's what you picture right. with people not having the Bible. Never, ever, ever, ever seen the Bible, never heard of the Bible. But then I have to remember culturally, they have a lot of different things that they look at their gods, right? Or they might like, sure. So I wonder if that changes it. My question is this human beings were all born as human beings. We come out and then where we are culturally, then we're either some say, where I got so lucky, I was born in the United States. But like wherever you are, hey, now I'm here and this is what my life is. I can't control any of it yeah. as, as, as I'm born. But do you think that as soon as we can understand, and I think that that's a point where like as soon as we can understand English or talking or com- conversation, we've already now culturally been exposed. But what my question is, if we could find a person that would be like stuck in a closet <laughs> and then like comes out when they can talk, I know none of this makes any sense. But do you think innately they automatically know and that first feeling that you have, because before you get like surrounded by your surroundings and get all of the cultural things start happening. But do you think if I were to say to you, go murder that man, you would automatically without any kind of knowledge of God, any sort of knowledge of Jesus, any 10 commandments, that there would be something in you that would say no. Because if God made us all, then there's got to be something in us that he knows that. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Because I feel no, like. I'm trying to answer the question. It's a hard question. Everywhere because, we go, there's, it, it, and I don't know of any place that I've right. ever been, that you can't murder. And that, Yeah, I mean, I do think there's some really remote places right. that are very violent. And so, peop, like, like, if you're talking about somebody growing up in that culture, they are absolutely taught that this is, yeah. this is what we do. But I, you know, I do, I do think that there's something, yes, deep down something inside of everybody. I mean, we do have a sin nature. We yes. are prone to sin. Yeah. We are yeah, yeah. Uh, selfish by nature too. So, uh, but I, I have, I, I guess the answer is, I don't know. I have a hard time imagining right. um, that someone doesn't deep down know right and uh, now people who um they're the people that they hang with are violent and they do violent things and you i mean do think you get kind of numb to it where it almost feels like it's not even real all right like almost feels like a video game to you or something yeah so i think you can get numb to the point where you don't feel it or you you can justify it right what this person did to me of course i can justify it and you you get so callous to it that right. it, but, and but then the I don't first know if, time you ever bring it up, ever, right. ever, you were literally grew up in a, in a, you know, sheltered, no television or anything like right. that. I, I would like to think it, but you know, the truth is we're all evil. Yeah. <laughs> evil, like literally to the core. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so do you think that then because of the fall that then sin probably is our, nature that we want to follow regardless. Like, so maybe we've been taught more so that murder's bad than if we were to be stuck and not learn anything culturally, then maybe we'd just want to murder. That would be part of what we want to do. Because mm. I, like, even I even think that the guys who are sitting in a village that have never, ever found Jesus that, uh, that worship a stick. If I'm sitting here around the fire and we're all talking and that guy gets up and goes and covets my wife. Regardless if I know the Bible, I'm probably going to feel weird about that. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, there's there's uh-huh. going to be something that's there that God has instilled in us that we feel no matter what we believe. 
I hope so. I do too. I mean, I like to think. But then how do we get to that to make it the reality? Because, I mean, if you're out there and that's what you do and you just, that's part of your culture, you're just cutting people open and eating them or whatever. I'm going to the extreme yeah. of extremes. If there's something inside of you that knows that's wrong, but you probably don't question it, you don't feel it. It's been so calloused at this point after all of the cultural stuff you've been around that you don't feel anymore. Like you said, it's just like mm-hmm. not there anymore. I don't know if there's really a question there or just something I don't to either, wonder. But that's wonder a lot around. of things to think about. So that's the end of the show, guys. Have a good day. But, you know, imagine, I mean, it's not just murder, right? Because God, sin is sin in God's eyes. And um, cheating on your taxes and murdering someone, like they both have the same penalty. And that is death without the forgiveness of Jesus. So if you, I mean, you think about bringing up murder. Well, another Ten Commandments, one of the Ten Commandments is lying. Yeah. How many people grow up in a culture of little white lies? Yeah. I mean, right? I I I try to be careful about that with my kids. I couldn't do that. Not not white. I mean, I guess they're white lies. The yeah. bottom line is that you know you can word things a certain way that make somehow you look better, yeah, right, true. in the eyes of somebody. Yep. And you know, you grow up in a culture like that, you absolutely could get to your teenage years and have zero comprehension that it's wrong because that's the culture that you were raised in. Right. So, you know, the Holy Spirit is the one who brings conviction. So until you have, again, I think there's something in us, this desire to be near God and have relationship with God. That's innate. That's just part of who we are. But until you invite, you know, God to be in in control of your life and the Holy Spirit to speak to you, you know, that conviction, is it there at all? You know, I don't yeah. I don't know that the conviction is there. You might have a gut right, that says, right. I don't think I should, but would you just innately know? I don't know. Yeah. Let's move on to another commandment. Oh, okay. This is one I really, really, really want to hit on. I think it's big for us parents. Mm-hmm. What does honor your mother and father mean? Like, what does that mean in your family when your expectations are your kids to honor your mother and father or other kids to honor their mother and father, what comes to mind? I think honor is less about obedience and more about the heart, more about the attitude behind it, more mm. about the um, the heart, really. Yeah. So honoring, to me, if I said to one of my kids, please go do the dishes, and they stomped over to do the dishes and slammed dishes so hard that they broke them as they're shoving them upside down into the dishwasher. They did the dishes. The dishes got done, although I would say they're probably not clean at this point, but they got (laughs) done, but that was, they did not honor me. They did not, you know, they did what I asked, but they didn't show honor. So I think honor is something that you choose in your heart. You acknowledge I'm not not just in parenting in your uh, w- you, with your boss, uh, with your pastor. When I think of honor, I think of like elevating, and so not putting somebody on a pedestal, but acknowledging you know more than me. You have lived longer, and I'm going to choose to keep my heart pure when you ask me to do something. When you call me on the carpet for you know if, some, if your mentor says, "Hey, you told me you didn't want to do this, and now you're doing it." And I just want to ask you, you know, I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to get frustrated. Like, hey, I I want to, uh, you know, when your boss asks you to do something or, you know, I I want to honor you. I'm here to serve you. And not that my kids are here to serve me, but they're here to honor. I think But when it comes to parent parenting, honoring your parents, the, the whole idea is 
honoring your parents like you're honoring God. Mm. And what mm. I want my kids to know is there are times that God asks us to do things and it doesn't, it's not always going to be what you want to do. Um, but God isn't asking us to do things just because he wants us like to check some things off the, the bucket list of things Beth needs to accomplish. He's trying to teach me something in that. And so if I go into whatever it is he's asked me to do, uh, frustrated, if I go into it, like rolling my eyes or dragging my feet or just truly being like, fine, I'll do it, but I am mad about it. Mm then am I learning what he, the whole the point wasn't this task. Yeah. The point was something in my heart, or, you know, surrounding this task. So yeah. I, I, I feel a burden. Like I want my kids to honor me, not because I'm like, you will, right. I deserve it. Yes, yes. Um, but because I want them to learn what it means to come under God's authority and honor him for the authority that he has. So it's so, it's, it's so much about the heart. Um, one thing I think that shows the heart is tone. That's what we're talking about a lot at my house right now uh, with teenagers is uh, your, you, you might have said the exact same words, like don't even change your sentence around. But if it was said with a different tone, it would be full of honor. Mm. Maybe not full of honor, but it would be <laughs> at, the, at least neutral. Yeah. Yeah. But the, uh, the slightest bit of tone adds to, uh, in my mind, to my ears, an attitude. Yeah. And then when I hear that, I, I mean, I have to be careful not to react, yeah. but I typically do react. And, uh, when I do, I, you know, I bristle now and they're like, well, I wasn't even saying that. Yeah. Like, but your tone said it. And if your tone is saying it, then that makes me think that something in your heart is saying that. Do you know yes, what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, I think 100%. that it, it, so I have tried to lately pause and say, here are the words that you just said to me and try, I got to try not to be dramatic and, you know, like exaggerate what they said, but here's what you just said to me. But if you had said it this way, that would be fine. Yeah. I, that would be fine with me. But, you know, they say, why? I don't, I don't even know. I had a tongue. <laughs> Okay, you did, and and, there, and then you had it again just now. So maybe they truly don't hear it. So then it's my job to to teach them. Yeah. And but I, how often do we do that too? All the time. Like I, I, I... We really do, though. I do. And I think that that's one of the reasons we want to change it is because we see it in ourselves and we don't want our kids like that. Probably. Here's, here's something else, too, though. I think that what you're saying, and you, and you said heart, and I think that's the initial foundation that we need to check before we say a word. Because... Yeah. You know, it's going to come out in a tone, even if we haven't checked our heart and we didn't know it was there. So we didn't know the tone came off like that. We just know that we feel this way. Yeah. But before we go to speak with someone with honor, I think that does mean let's check our hearts. If it's not right yet, let's get it right. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're going to have to agree with the conversation completely of every aspect of it. But when I approach it to you, I'm going to approach it with honor in yeah. my heart, not just because that's how I want my voice to sound so I can get what I want and manipulate you, Yeah. but I'm going to honor you with my heart and it's going to come out with my words. And the more and more and more, you know, protect your heart, everything flows from it. Right. It's so true. But anything, if we can look at what we're about to say to anything and we check our heart first, usually we can find out if we're honest with ourselves and we take a little bit of time to figure it out, we know where we are. Yeah. We know what we're about to say and what kind of attitude we're about to have. That's harder to explain to your teenage kid. It's just mm -hmm. an emotion with feet. It is hard to explain. And and when oh, I never want to come across like, you just need to talk to no, Jesus no. about <laughs> it. But the truth is when I'm struggling, like I need to talk to Jesus about it. And so I try to like 
say that in a way that's like, hey, if your heart's not right right now, God can help you with that. Yes. And if you're like, I can't let this go, like he can help you let it go. I maybe can't, and you maybe truly can't do it on your own, but do whatever you can to get a couple minutes away with Jesus. And I mean, there are times when I'm, I'm a little more harsh than that. Like y'all need to get some Jesus in you today. Um, but you know, I, I have to do that. And again, in the same way that they didn't know how to brush their teeth until I showed them how yeah, to do it. Right, like, right. I need to remind you. The other thing about honor is I think that we can establish a culture of honor, like in our homes when it's not the heat of the moment. Yes. So like, I am going to find a way today to speak life um, and honor into every person that lives in my house. Mm. And that can be just so much like, hey, I just really respect you. Like I told the girls, um, we're we're doing this walk a mile a day outside in January challenge. And it, if you're not listening from Nebraska, like it was the actual temperature when I drove over here this morning to record was minus 13. That's like without that's wind chill. without the wind chill. Like the yeah. feels like temp is like 30 below zero. And these, my girls, two of them signed up to Sean and I do it every year. It's so good for mental health. I'm just going to put a plug in cool. there right now for that. But it has been painful this last week. And my kids, like um, last night, somebody had to, uh, today, last night, somebody had to do it at nine o'clock at night when we got home. It was just as cold as it is now, probably colder. Somebody, one of them got up at five this morning no to go way. do it. Nice. And I'm like, you are a high school athlete. Like you had practice till six last night. You have games until nine o'clock tonight. Like I am so proud of you because you're doing something that's hard and the easy thing to do would be to quit, but I'm just really proud of you. And, and so if you just determined, I'm going to create a culture of honor then my kids are going to see that the words that come out of my mouth to them and to my husband, this is a big one too, that they're going to be spoken in honor. So if you create that not in the heat of the moment, then that makes the the actual nasty attitude like seem like such a big contrast, right? Mm-hmm. If my house is always filled with these positive words, then it makes the slightly nasty words seem really nasty. Do you yes, know what I'm saying? Yes, 100%. So I think that you create it when it's not the heat of the moment. Yes. And then when it comes to parenting, we as parents have to create the culture of honor towards each other that we expect the kids to have, to, you know? Absolutely. If I'm saying things like, oh, your dad's late again. Like, what am I breathing? And my kids are going to walk in and be like, thanks for getting here on time, dad. You know what I mean? Right. Now I have created a (laughs) negative culture. Yeah. Um, And there are, I mean, there are times that Sean will step in. If one of the girls talks to me with some disrespect, Sean will step in, not me. Cause I'm not going to say you will honor me, Right, right. but he can like you, you don't talk to my wife that way. Yeah. You will not talk to my wife that way in this house. And he rarely has had to do that thankfully, but I really think it's important that we, we speak with honor about our spouse to our kids and in front of our kids. So if I, if I, if I ever have any kind of like annoyance or anything like that towards Sean, which rarely happens ever, ever, he's just (laughs) a really good guy. Uh, But if that happens, 
My kids aren't the ones I talk to about yeah, it right. because I, I want them to see me honoring him. So, you know, if he's late because he was working late, then I want them to know like, man, don't you appreciate all that dad does for us? Let's make sure that we're ready for dinner when he walks in the door. Let's make sure that we say hello to him. Don't just keep doing your own little thing. Um, and he'll, he'll do the same for me uh, when the girls, you know, you mentioned not having groceries. Well, you had plenty of groceries, but maybe not exactly what everybody wanted to eat. Well, you know, he'll say stuff like, you know, mom doesn't make bad food. Don't say, you, you don't say nothing about this food because mom doesn't make bad food. Or look at all the things that mom does for you. Like, do you have any idea that your mom got up at this time or she spent this much time preparing this? So we have to create the culture of honor with each other and set that standard and then really stick with it. We got to be careful when we are frustrated or annoyed that we don't like commiserate with our children or in any way gang up against our spouse. Like that's one thing we're like, we are a team. Like we chose each other. God gave us you, but like we chose each other and we're going to keep choosing each other. (laughs) So whatever you guys want to, you know, whatever you guys are doing down there in your little kid world, uh, it's not going to, you're not going to pit us against each other. We're just not going to do that. So I was thinking about honoring parents and all this stuff because my girls don't want to drink water out of the sink. I'm like, are you (laughs) joking? This water tastes so bad out of the sink that you don't want to drink it that now you're drinking plastic water bottles like we're in Detroit. Like we've got things floating. We don't. It just tastes a little different. Now, here's why, though, is our refrigerator, which, by the way, the filter's been like three years old, so we're not getting filtered water Uh anyway. It's just coming from the fridge. Yeah. Will they drink it from the fridge or does it have to be plastic bottles? It has to be from the fridge. So this is what's been happening today. And I said, okay, let's just put some ice in it. It'll change the flavor. The ice doesn't work either because everything's frozen in the fridge, Uh, the freezer, like the water line, the water line. Yeah, so I can't get any ice, can't get any water out of it, get it from the sink. I'm like, girls, seriously, we used to drink from hoses, and it wasn't just because we were outside playing. It's just that is how we had water. Hose water tastes so <laughs> the best, good, though. The best. <laughs> it's way better oh. than fridge or sink oh. or any any water you've ever drank in your life. I feel like this generation doesn't Does know. Not get it? Do you want to know? Do you want to know where you, bottled water comes from? You turn it on like from? in the summer. You have to let it run for a minute though, because it's just so hot, hot at oh. first. <laughs> I love it. But then it's so cold. And it's got that great taste of the uh, rubber from the hose. You guys want to know what Evian water is? Hose water. That's what it is. (gasps) I bet it is. Just FYI. So, uh, so my girls, they, they're, I'm going through conversations about the taste of water and how it's not that much. It is, it tastes different. It does, but enjoy it. It's water. Jeez Louise. What do the people in Guatemala have to do? Walk down to the river with water back on their head, like a two mile walk and then boil it. Right, I was gonna say they don't drink the, they don't drink the river water, but they carry like you know you see people's water coolers that you like dump that jug over upside down like glug 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 glug. That's what they buy their water in and cart that. I mean, I've seen people carrying those jugs up huh. a mountain. We go to our sink and we pour water. But the thing was, is that, so I'm like, okay, I want some ice too. I want to have beverages with that. I want iced coffee. I can't have an iced coffee without ice, so I can't get any ice because the water line in the fridge is is frozen. So I went to the gas station today and I felt so weird when it's like negative 11 degrees and we've got seven (laughs) feet of snow piles lined up everywhere to go and go, hi, do you guys have ice? I felt like they're gonna be like, just go get some outside. You can put your stuff outside. There's so much outside. So I went to got ice today. Uh, Here's what I want to tell you also. This is, uh, this is really, really strange, but I want to find out where you were in this and I want honest answer. I want honest answer 
Meaning that don't think about we're doing a podcast. Okay. I want you to think that you're answering in your own head when I tell you the story and I get to the question. Promise? Promise. Say I promise. I want you to check your heart. I promise I will answer honestly. Inside your own head I just have no idea right now if this is going to be like really deep theological question or like... It's more or like. Okay. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Then I'm ready. Okay. Go ahead. So Carrie, she woke up one morning and said, my tooth feels weird. Hmm. I wonder what this is. There's a weird smell coming from my mouth. I'm going to go look at my tooth. And she looked in her mouth and her crown had fallen off. Oh no. So she was in a little bit of pain, but Carrie's so tough. She doesn't complain about any pain. She's Mm -hmm. just so tough. She's just like the average mom who just does, you know? Right. And so she's not complaining about her tooth. Uh, she's about to get it done, and then the snowstorm hits, and so it gets canceled. So I'm like, ah, another weekend of you having this, this hurt tooth. That stinks. Aww. So then uh, Monday comes along, and she gets in. They said it could take about four hours. I'm like, gosh, that's crazy. She goes, yeah, but you know what I found out is we can save some money on um, on my crown. And I said, how? And she's like, well... This guy who had swallowed his crown, he waited for it to pass, and the dentist said it was fine. He could pull it out, and we disinfect it and just use that, and he'd save 900 bucks. 900 Would you do it? I think I would. Right away, there's for the 900 For <laughs> 200 No. Like, here's going to save 50 bucks. You get your copay paid for. No. $900. So, basically, you're not paying for that whole thing. 900 Is it? Yeah. Oh, man. It's installation. And I get it. If it was like, oh, somebody else had to get it from someone else. I thought it, you were going to say this guy waited till it passed, but it didn't work, so they have this extra, <laughs> this <laughs> extra crown. <laughs> Uh, who is this dentist? I am not it's sure right, about. It's right by back alley optical. <laughs> uh, so wow, yes, yes, you I would. am slightly uh, intrigued by that. I think I would. Yeah. I probably. Oh, uh, Carrie did. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> I need some good news, baby. Give it to me. Give it to me. Your wrap up is brought to you by Doctor Bo and Trinity Chiropractic. Here's Beth with your wrap up. We talked about honor today, specifically children honoring their parents. And you may not be a parent yet, or you may be a parent, but your children are not listening to this. Uh, But I would, I'm just going to go out there and say it is our job as parents to teach our children to honor us. And not because we need it, not because we're demanding this respect for us, but because I do believe it ultimately teaches our kids how to respond to God and how to honor God. And it all goes it all goes back to the 10 commandments in the book of Exodus chapter 20 verse 12 it says the fifth commandment yeah okay so it's the fifth commandment it says honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So of all the 10 commandments this is the first one that has a promise attached to it. And I think it's because God, it's he's like, this is really important. And because ultimately I believe when you show honor, honor is then shown to you, whether that's God honoring you for honoring your parents, but it says that your days may be long. And, and ultimately I believe it is our job to teach our children to honor their parents because we're teaching them how to honor God. And ultimately in the same way that your days will be long when you honor your parents, 
I believe that your life will be filled with blessing if you honor God. Meaning, if you say, God, you are in control of my life and I'm going to follow you wherever you lead me, even if it's not where I prefer to go, I'm going to honor you. Then the next thing you know, your life is filled to overflowing with peace, with goodness, with this full, abundant life because you gave honor to God. So as parents, let's teach our kids to show honor in all of their relationships uh, because we want them to live a big, long, full life. I'm Beth, and that's your wrap-up. I need some good news, baby. Give it to me. Give it to me. Uh, can you see that light through there? That's fine, as long as I don't see, like, the bulbs. I so I mean it. <laughs> so I made nuts. This is the Matt and Beth Show. All the other episodes are at the Matt and Beth Show.com. Bye, everybody.